Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos for here come the dreamers. Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets, butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright. Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. guest and he's been hailed as one of the most original and unpredictable musical voices of his generation. He has been called, Daniel, you've been called refreshingly capricious and trippy, which I totally agree with and everyone's going to find out why. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. It's good to be back, Julia. I think this is our Second or third time being on the show, so it's good to be here. It's third, you know, and I kind of thought, man, it's time to catch up with uh, Daniel and find out what you've been doing. And sure enough, you're sort of reinventing the, um, what do they say about you? Your airy approach, your saxophonist, Daniel Bennett's airy approach that's buoyant enough to conjure notions of East African guitar riffs and Steve Reich's pastoral repetition. It's so true. All squeezed into one guy who plays, let's see, how many instruments do you play? <laughs> well, I tell people that I'm at, I'm just a saxophonist at heart, but I do double on flute, clarinet, oboe, uh, piano, percussion, some other things. And the funny thing is, Julie, that I actually compose all of my music from the guitar. I've never actually composed a song from the piano, if you can believe that. So... Um, I played guitar since I was a little kid. Since I was in junior high school, I played guitar. So that's part of what I do. Well, you know, that makes total sense because when I listen to the changes in your music, 
they're they really are guitaristic. I'm not listening to a ton of um, heavy changes and chord substitutions in what you right. play, and so there's a there's a simplicity to it. But so like you're strumming along on your guitar, are you singing these melodies out loud then when you're writing? That's exactly what I'm doing. I sing and I strum chords, and when the melody is in my brain which sometimes happens quickly, then I know that it's going to be a strong uh, composition. Uh, if I can't sing it back in 10 or 15 minutes, I'll scrap it. I don't write, I don't compose anything that I can't sing quickly. I find, I, I have tried to compose on the piano, but for me, there's just too many choices. There's too many keys. There's too much happening in front of me. Now, I, I will admit, this is probably my own uh, limitation. I, there are some composers like yourself who can play piano and sing, and, and, and that's that's you know part of what you do. I have never been able to do it on the piano, and it's really crazy. For me, I have to just strum the chords on the guitar and sing. I trust my voice to guide where, where the music is going. Well, actually, I'm a little relieved, because if you played any more instruments, I'd have to not like you. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I do, but I tell you, I do know my limitations. I will tell you this. I, I get called to do, I do a lot of theater work in New York and I do, you know, any professional musician will tell you, you have to know your limitations. So, you know, if someone calls me to play oboe on a theater gig, you know, I will look at the music first before I say yes. Uh, you know, there, there are certain doubles that I play that you have to be a little bit careful because the, the, the instrument will kill you if you're not careful. Right. Yeah. Don't let the instrument sink you <laughs> or you see yes. the instrument. It'll hey, so like, yes, when I hear, by the way, we're going to feature music from your 2016 album, Sinking Houseboat Confusion. So we're calling yeah. this show Sinking Houseboat Music Fusion because oh, you are I, like um, this I'm... exploratory folk jazz hybrid kind of a guy. And yeah. I love that, but I, I have to ask you because I, the more I listen to your music, I hear this kind of, what would you say, Celtic British Isles thing, um, very um, uh, syncopated and um, real strong in the folk vein. Where does that come from? You know, I think uh, uh, maybe I'm a leprechaun. Uh, <laughs> I believe that actually. I am. I dress up as a leprechaun and I only do it once a year, but um, it's part of who I, you know, I think I'm like 5% Irish, I think. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I, I, I'm channeling the Celtic spirit. Uh, I love folk music. You know, when I was a kid, my parents took me to see Peter, Paul and Mary. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. So I, my parents are really into folk rock, Peter, Paul, Mary, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, the Weavers, Pete Seeger, Arlo Guthrie. But your Woody melodies Best. are very, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, then you go along and you go, oh, you know, you're just like, oh, and then back on and around. Very surprising and charming and impish. Impish. Ooh, that's a, that's a new one. I, thank you, I think, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let's let people hear a little impishry. This is a tune where you're playing flute. It's called Paint the Fence. Can we um, unroll that one, my friend Don? Let's do it.
That is the music of Daniel Bennett. And who's playing with you, Daniel, on this? Uh, Nat Janoff is playing electric guitar, Eddie Kamlovich on bass, and Matthew Fike is on drums. Nice. Well, see, in that one, I still am hearing retaining the this really interesting hybrid of of this of jazz ideas with the folk with the leprechaun slightly imposed. Yeah. Yeah, it's the impish thing that you were talking about. I see Earth. you in a field of fla- of clover when I hear that tune, frankly. <laughs> I totally Of course. Do. Well, <laughs> you know, like, like I said, we're all a little bit Irish and yeah, I do love the sound of the very open Celtic sound. I should mention my mom calls me every year on um, St. Paddy's Day and plays um, the Irish Rovers. The Orange and the Green is the song. She plays it for me over the phone. She, my parents still live in Rochester, New York. So they call me every year and they play me the Irish Rovers. So I do have a... Aww. I'm constantly hearing these melodies. So I can't get it out of my head, Julie. Well, it makes <laughs> sense to me because um, I, the more I listen to your work, the more I go, well, there he's back in the aisles again, you know, and um, clean up. On British Isles. No, sorry. Anyways, so, um, but then on this album, you really are kind of taking us in some interesting places like, hello, Bobby Brick. I don't know why you called it Bobby Brick, because you're like practically playing Sephardic um, licks there (laughs) on the the, um, soprano sax, right? It's kind of a very Hebraic feel. Yeah, and the the funny thing, you know, so the name Bobby Brick is completely made up. And it's it's of course it is. All your names are like that. I know. There's no deep meaning behind this, but I, ha- I took great amusement listening to you and Don uh, earlier queuing up some of the songs for the show and hearing you say Bobby Brick, Bobby Brick. It's just funny. Bobby Brick sent me is the name of the song. And people always ask me who he is. And then I usually make some kind of joke or I turn Bobby to my Bobby Brick is player. this Jewish guy I played with once and he made a big impression on my life. And here we go. Exactly. Right? And But here's the funny thing. Okay, so the song uh, is a little bit of a free improvisation with my drummer. Um, I used some repeated ideas. In earlier records, I was very, very obsessed with minimalism, lots of repetition. Not so much with uh, this album, Sinking House, Boat Confusion, but this particular song, I did try to spontaneously repeat some ideas and some themes and uh, let it go where it goes. All right, well, let's hear what happened to the old Bobby, the old Bobby Brick. All right, let's play it.
Yeah, yeah. So cool. So this is Hyamavik on the bass? Or this uh, was with uh, your drum? K- yeah, Kamovic. Came on the I, come on. I know it's Chayamovic. <laughs> <laughs> I am literate in the subculture. Tell me. So, but who else was on this team? It's your drum. It was your drummer that you did all the, the uh, improv with, right? Yeah. So the drummer is Matt Fike. And I should tell you, you can listen. There's a little chord thing being strummed in the background. We added that later. I, I actually uh, was, that was me strumming on, I believe it was a, a mandolin or maybe, maybe I think it was a mandolin that I was just playing some open fits or something underneath to give it some little bit of ambiance. All right. So we painted the fence. We met Bobby Brick. We're going to take a short break and come back with more music from Daniel Bennett. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. We are exploring the music of the Daniel Bennett Group, and Daniel is a multi-instrumentalist wind player, flute, saxophone, oboe, clarinet, um, probably a million other little shakers and goodies and mandolin and guitar and who knows what else, Daniel. And uh, so we're glad to have you back. I hear that the Orlando Weekly said you were good-natured and playful and irreverent. Would you say that's true? (laughs) I'm always good-natured. You know that <laughs> playful, um, yeah, yeah, very playful. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we tour Florida every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be there in March in 2019. And, uh, we did a show at the Tamukua art center, mm. uh, which is a beautiful space in, uh, Orlando. And, uh, you know, our live concert is very much uh, it's kind of the same way that our music is on CD. It's very spontaneous. It's very upbeat. We're channeling the Celtic thing, the, a little bit of like the avant pop, a little bit of ska oh, and punk, cool. and, and you know fusion, all these different things. And uh, so, what you hear on the record is very similar to what you would hear when you come see us live. I love it because I know you're a very serious musician. There is great um, skill, technique, and intentionality in everything you do, but you don't seem to take yourself so terribly seriously. Is that true? Uh, I yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Life will do that to you. And uh, there's so much more to life. You and I have had a lot of 
discussions about this. There's more to life and, and, uh, I, you know, raising two kids in the city and, and, uh, trying to do good for them, uh, is like we were talking about before the show. That is a lot more important to me than, um, worrying about what critics are saying about my music. And some people, people will say what they will. And, uh, I, I recently actually in interviews said, I won't actually describe my music anymore. Uh, because I think it's just more enjoyable for the listener to describe what they're hearing and to internalize it and interpret it on their own. Well, then let us do that. But I want you to kind of at least help us understand Dr. Duck builds a patio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I blame all of my song titles on Nat Janoff. He's my guitarist. He's not here to defend himself. Oh, the guitarist. I get it. Yes, I, I always now. blame it on that. But okay. uh yeah, Dr. Duck Built a Patio, it, we've been playing this song for years. Uh, I should tell you, we, we tour a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we all over the country, around the world. And we it takes about a year to workshop and really get these songs in a solid place before we record it. So everything you hear on every album has been developed for probably six months to a year of traveling. Uh, and also local gigs. I play uh, at the Residence in Times Square every Thursday night in New York, or every Tuesday night. I'm sorry, uh, and I do. I play at Tommy Jazz, a club in New York, every month. And we just did our album release at the Blue Note. We have a lot of steady gigs, but every time we perform, we're actually workshopping ideas. Um, and this particular song, I think we probably had in in our arsenal for over a year, maybe a year and a half before we recorded it. Um, so. It's a fun song. Well, I'm and uh, and there's some influences here. You jazzers, you're gonna have to lighten up, man. You just have to just go with the flow and see where this jazzy hybridy brain goes here. And I can't <laughs> tell you how relieved I am to hear you say that because I take on massive projects and then I do them live, and I always feel like I need a year with the same band, you know. Yeah. To and so that actually is meaningful that you said that. So let's check out Doctor Duck builds a patio.
Daniel Bennett group. Was that avant pop there, Daniel? Uh, that's as close to avant pop as it could be, probably. I don't, <laughs> you know, to me, I don't know. Like I said in the earlier segment, it's funny. I don't describe our music. So if you think it's avant pop, Julie, then it is. I think it's synergy jazzistic avar- oh, I like avant that. pop. Impish. Impishly so. <laughs> yes. And speaking of, I love this one, Little Disappointments of Modern Life, because I love the improv you do at the top, and I and my saxophone jazz-oriented friends, I think, are going to enjoy this openness and the surprise of the poetry reading that shows up on your album here. Who wrote the yeah. poem? Who wrote the prose there? Uh, that's Michelle Herman, and she's an incredible poet who I met at the Hudson Guild Theater. I arrange and music direct a lot of shows at the Hudson Guild in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, she's an actress. She's a poet. She's incredible. Um, and she's been on a lot of our live concerts. And I finally said, look, come into the studio and just record a poem, and I'll play saxophone with you. So we did. It's fun. You know, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm, this is heavy. I'm getting heaviness. And then I started to lighten up and going, oh my gosh, I think she's taking us on a little bit of a whimsical thing. And then I got yeah. to the end and I was like, you know, smiling. My tongue was in my cheek. Yeah. Listening. Yeah, with- it's, it's funny. And, and we've done work with other poets in the past. We did an album called Clockhead Goes to Camp. And we had a lot of poetry on there. My buddy Remus uh, did a lot of spoken word stuff on there. And it's always lighthearted. I, you know, I don't know. It's uh, life is, is already crazy enough to, to put a lot of heavy. <laughs> I know. So uh, I, I think I want to play this this one for our audience. And I just want to warn you, you know, keep that, you know, that upbeat kind of hey surprise me thing here as we listen to little disappointments of modern life featuring daniel bennett on the soprano correct am i correct that you're playing Uh, soprano alto 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 saxophone all right cool and poet poetess who is she poetess um michelle herman cool all right well let's hear it the spot in the small of my back that's so hard for me to reach. He didn't press me for the gossip I was dying to share. He didn't offer me fresh-pressed shirts that smelled of toast or bubbling cider Baldwin tart. He didn't press a pair of Hamiltons into my fist or fan my brow with pressed palm leaves. 
He didn't pound me on the back with a good job, good job. He didn't impress me with a pound cake made from scratch and a pound of Robusta to wash it down. Nor did he come to my door with a pit mix pup he fell in love with at the pound. He didn't pound pods from Persia into spices to mellow the stew or pound nuggets of gold into leaf to adorn my crown. He didn't pound the Baldwin's keys to make me brand new jazz. He didn't open his palm to reveal the golden key to the city or my heart. Not even brass blanks from the key machine at the hardware store. No. Though I waited, hopeful, yearning, in the order in which I was to be received, what he said was this. Please press the pound key. Like it made me smile about my uh, impish impish is, yeah and my overprivileged assumptions about how everything should work just the way i want them to <laughs> with <laughs> nice. everyone and everything yes. good punchline at the end of that poem by the way very cute so it's, it's fun she's really good it was, it was great to do it with her it was great i'm glad that it, you know you're, you're not necessarily going the heavy poetry you know beat dark thing that's this is fun, fun stuff. Um, and of and but this is particularly a deep song that I that I want to share now of yours, um, entitled "Animals Discussing Life Changes." Could you share with us, Daniel, the <laughs> the prerequisites for understanding life changes? Yes. Um, well, you know, I I can this one I could imagine. I will tell you, I could imagine two animals sitting on a park bench. You know, like Simon, uh, uh, Paul Simon, you know, sitting on a park bench like bookends. But it's animals, you know, two animals, two old animals sitting on a park bench. And, uh, you know, isn't that kind of what a lot of us do and a lot of us can relate to? All of us can relate to. And um, Are there two instruments um, that talk back and forth to each other in this piece? Or, or is it just the inf- n- melodic yeah, there's, ideas? Yeah, certainly not. I mean, uh, it, the song... Um, 
I, I play it on clarinet and it, it's, it's a very uh, clear kind of folk melody, a little bit of interplay with the guitar, but it's really just, I think the sentimental sound of the melody, I think is kind of akin to that title. That's probably the extent of it. The rest of it is up to your imagination. Okay. And all of my straight ahead people just flow with us. You'll hear some other things later in the show that might tweak and enliven your jazz sensibilities for now. We're going to listen to the animals discuss life changes with the Daniel Bennett group. Getting into the sound of the clarinet with the electric guitar. Uh, what? It's a nice, yeah, the, the, the texture is nice, and they're kind of different timbres, so they kind of complement each other, I think. Well, so there's two animals. 
There's the two animals. Uh, it, it could be a squirrel and a rabbit. I uh, just made that up. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could. I mean, you know, you got your more of a grungy guitar sound and you've got this plaintive sort of, I figure, I sort of hear the clarinet as the older character in the room. You know, mm. let me, let me, okay, settle down, Mr. Younger guitar animal sound. And let me kind of still the waters of your life. You know, that's kind of my takeaway. But when you're dealing with Daniel Bennett, things could go just about anywhere because we're listening to the Daniel Bennett Group on Dream Farm Radio. We'll take a short break and be right back. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back to Dream Farm Radio. Skyping with me from New York City, Daniel Bennett Group leader, Daniel Bennett, who plays all of these wind instruments and writes this quirky, quizzical music that mixes some jazzy elements with a lot of folk and sort of avant pop. Oh my gosh. And um, what else? Animals, um, titles that take you into um, crazy places, right, Daniel? I hope so. That's the goal. Um, and the music can go in a million directions. It's spontaneous. It, it changes quickly. And like I mentioned in the earlier segment, I am guided by the melody. So the melody is boss. So wherever that melody goes is where the song is going to go. Yeah. So when you sit down with that guitar and you're playing these fairly simple changes, you're, you're singing out loud. When that's compelling and strong to you, that's where you go. And wherever it tells you to go, that's how it winds up. It doesn't matter if it's exactly jazz, not jazz, folk, um, pop, rock. That's kind of it. Just get it. Just has to go there. Is that how you think about it? Yeah, it has to go there. It has to go there. Absolutely. And the melody might be you know nineteen or twenty measures or, or thirteen measures. It could be an a very yeah, odd number. Very of, much of, so. You know, yeah. whatever fits the melody. But I do compose chords that I, I, in the back of my mind, I know that I need to at some point probably improvise uh, over these chords. So yeah. I do try to keep that in mind so the chords are interesting enough that I can like play uh, an instrument on top and solo uh, over the progression. 
Well, you know, and as a, as a vocalist and a songwriter, I really am crazy about instrumentalists who can write singable melodies, but yours are not like easily singable, (laughs) but they're fun (laughs) once they, but they're catchy, you know, once you get them. Wow. And we'll, we'll jump into something we are collaborating on together for the show in a minute, but I want to cue up Andrew variations. Um, Who is Andrew and why are you varying him? Oh, yeah, I want, that's a good question. So Andrew is a real person. Nice. First. Okay. He does exist. He's my closest friend, childhood friend. He lives in Rochester, New York, where I was born and raised. And I just wrote a song about him. And this is one of those songs that I have been playing for eight or nine years. We've recorded it a couple times on earlier albums. We have eight albums out, so we do repeat a couple of these songs. Paint the Fence, actually, that we played earlier, that's been recorded a couple times, but so has Andrew Variations. And it's in 7-8 time. I think that I think this is one where the solo progression has like seven bars or something, uh, just because that's what fit. That's kind of where the melody was, was taking it. Um, it's open. It's fun. Uh, and again, like I said earlier, I let the listener interpret freely. It is a theme in Variations, though. Is it a theme, and then you're and then you're varying by what improvisation or? Yeah, it's it, it, this is the funny thing. I originally wrote this as a saxophone quartet. Mm. Um, so at some point, I'll release the saxophone quartet. That'd be cool. Yeah, and you could really hear how the voices were uh, playing off of each other, very much in a Steve Reich, Philip Glass vein. And it was a lot of it was a true variation, theme and variation. Ba ba do da do do be do do be do, and then the other instrument would take that and add a, a, you know, they call that the additive process. That's the Philip Glass perfected that. Yeah. You know, one little idea yeah. and then it would get added by a little bit, little bit, little bit. But um, it on this album, that song is really more, this is more of a uh, just kind of a spacey, um, ethereal kind of groove and uh, maybe not quite as much of a strict theme and variations. Well, uh, be, before we go on, I have to say that's what first impressed me about your music was the Philip Glassian, so, Reichian thing, because for those who don't know, they were masters at taking uh, patterns of notes and repeating them over and over and over and over and over. But every time they repeated over a, a length of time, a very long song, you know, pieces, things would vary slightly and morph and then it would yeah. morph and morph and morph almost like glass blowing maybe or mm-hmm. um, kneading bread or moving something, you know, it was very tactile to me, very uh, um, spatial, you know, where you're literally taking shifting space, sound um, and patterns as space so that over the time it weaves and weaves and weaves and weaves. And it, it, it's really, it's a, it's like the music continually transcends itself. So you, your music was like that with these repeating patterns that you just da 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 na 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 you know over and over and over with with musicians that were just having a ball you know weaving and changing slightly just enough to move it into a new place you know and and so i love when i continue to hear a little bit about that and i'm only saying that because people might want to explore what you've done earlier what's the best album you think represents that reichian side of you uh i would say the legend of bear thompson or we did an album called um peace and stability among bears uh both of those records we did three albums centered around bears (laughs) i know and uh 
this is when I was, I started this when I was living in Boston. I was at the New England Conservatory studying, uh, you know, classical saxophone, jazz composition. And I was so moved by the minimalist sound. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first recordings that I heard were piano phase and violin phase by Steve Reich, where he literally just took two identical recordings, played them together, and then slowly slowed one of the, gradually slowed one of the recordings down and then it got out of sync, just like you were explaining. And mm -hmm. it creates this kind of hypnotic effect. And the, and the listener, every listener hears it differently because it's, it's, it's just change. It's so gradual that your ear, it tricks your ear. Um, so I would say probably those two albums. Say them again. Would, uh, uh, it's an, it's Peace and Stability Among Bears and The Legend of Bear Thompson. So if you look up Daniel Bennett in any album that has a bear in it, that's what we're talking about. Yes. And make sure <laughs> every album is released under Daniel Bennett Group. Group. Uh, group. Yep. Yeah. So look for us in a group. If it's another DB, it's not me. So okay. Daniel Bennett Group. Group. All right. Well, let's hear this version of Andrew Variations.
Yes, I always love the doubling of instruments like that with the flute and in this case the the sax. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, like it very much. Nice. Yeah, it's fun to my producer MP Kuo. She's re- produced the last three albums, and she's very uh, picky about the timbre of the instruments. And she often will have me add more instruments on top of the melody uh, to create all the sound. I love it. Yeah, it just like. Um, adding layer and color on a on a canvas. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Well, you know, uh, on Dream Farm Radio, I always manage to insinuate my way into other people's work. Yes, <laughs> that's and what I makes the show so. Good. <laughs> or I or I or I take the hook and I drag them into mine, uh, one way or another. But it kind of makes for an interesting. Um, exploration each time and so uh for this show um i think we both kind of came to the easy agreement that that i could maybe add some vocals on one of your tunes and so you allowed me to choose and i was drawn to the title track of your album sinking houseboat confusion and uh there's a nice little uh theme that is uh you, you, I'm sure you wrote it singing, but it is hard to sing, Daniel, and it's in a weird range, like, <laughs> like, you know, really high or really low. But actually, it worked yeah. out because your um, song here, "Sinking Houseboat Confusion," um, I was thinking, okay, well, writing lyrics for that, okay, I got to get into his head. <laughs> okay, we got a strong title, "Sinking Houseboat Confusion." Well, you know what? When somebody does something like that, I always want to um, to uh, honor the title they've given something and work with that rather than just kind of blow that off and go a different direction. But the uh, here's the deal. I took the sinking houseboat confusion and I went right into the bathtub with it. So I hope you like it.
Well, Daniel, what did you think of bath time? Oh, it's beautiful. And you know what? It's just the way I envisioned it. It's childlike. It's it's fun. You have that. I should have you write lyrics for all of my songs, Julie. That'll be our next project together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Gonna, come yes, back to us. Come back to reality. All right, everybody, please check out Daniel Bennett Group. Buy the music. Support the musicians. And I look forward to bringing you more great music next time. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Julie. Good to be here. When you touch a dream, well, you For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who'll touch their dream